Welcome to FitBite, the mini series on the Fit Design podcast where we take bite-sized pieces of the fit design content you love on all things sportswear design, graphic design, manufacturing, and logistics and break them down for you into easy to understand bite-sized episodes. What's up, design family, and welcome back to another episode of FitBite, the mini-series on the Fit Design Podcast, where we take bite-sized pieces of the Fit Design content you love and break it down for you into easy-to-understand bite-sized episodes. On today's episode, we'll be diving into the world of fabric dyeing. This is an integral part of any customized production process and one that can definitely take on a lot of different forms, depending on the method used and the stage at which a garment or its raw components are dyed. On today's FitBite, we'll be outlining the five key stages of dyeing and describing the process for each, as well as outlining the benefits and potential drawbacks. What we need to first establish is that dyeing itself can happen at pretty much any stage in the textile or garment manufacturing process. There is a specific life cycle to taking a garment's actual finished product from what you see and what you can wear at the end all the way to the beginning of the life cycle to the initial yarns or the fibers that are extracted. So picking the type of dyeing method that we're gonna be using has a lot to do with which stage of that process we're currently at. We'll observe each of these methods in chronological order, starting from the method that happens at the very beginning of the textile making process, otherwise known as stock or top dyeing. And before we actually do that, we need to understand how textiles are actually made. So there's a specific subset that takes us from the finished product all the way to the initial raw material. So the garment that I'm wearing, the garment that you touch and feel is made out of fabric. This fabric is either knitted or it's woven and this knit or weave needs to use a thread. This thread that is either knitted or woven is made using yarns that are tightly twisted together and these yarns are made out of fibers that are tightly twisted together. So the method that we're going to use depends at which stage in that process we're going to be integrating. Stock or top dyeing involves the dyeing of the loose, unspun stock fibers. In this process, it's also extremely important to note that the short top fibers that are remaining should be completely removed before the yarns are actually spun after the dyeing process. Number two on the list is what is known as dope dyeing or solution pigmenting. And this method is a little bit specialist because we see it specifically used on filament fibers. And this process essentially involves adding these dyes directly to the spinning solution before we actually end up extracting the filament itself. Number three on the list is going to be yarn dyeing. Yarn dyeing is processed after the fibers are actually spun into the finished yarns and before the yarns are spun into the threads, which are then either knitted or woven into the finished textiles. This type of dyeing is extremely popular when it comes to weaving multicolor designs or designs with very colorful patterns. Think of something like plaid. That's a clear example of yarn that's used that's been yarn dyed. Yarn dyeing actually comes in three key flavors. The first is going to be what is known as skein dyeing. This is going to be absolutely perfect for small batches of yarns and is going to create yarns that are extremely soft and are going to be quite lofty. Number two is going to be packaging dyeing and this is going to be perfect for medium sized batches of yarns and will create yarns that are slightly less soft than those that are skein dyed but more economical. 
And then on the other extreme of the spectrum, we have what is known as warp dyeing. This is going to be used on extremely large batches of yarns and is by far the most economical way that we dye yarn. Specifically because it's able to amortize the cost of all of that dyeing across a large quantity of yarn. The fourth method on our list is going to be what is known as fabric or piece dyeing. And this is essentially the type of dyeing that takes place after the yarn has been knitted or woven into the finished fabric piece. And this is by far one of the most common methods of dyeing when it comes to solid colors. There are three key types of ways that we actually implement piece dyeing. Number one is going to be what is known as jet dyeing, two, jig dyeing, and three, we have pad dyeing. Last but not least, we have garment dyeing. Garment dyeing actually involves dyeing the completed, finished, cut and sewn garment. And this type of dyeing is extremely economical and flexible. This is specifically because you can decide exactly what color to dye the finished garment once you've actually made the finished garment. So it reduces the risk of having to pre-dye yarns or pre-dye textiles and then having to alter or scrap the fabric later on. This is an extremely valuable method for dyeing non-tailored and simple items that don't typically deform. These can be things like shirts, sweaters, and simple joggers. The reason why you don't want to, let's just say garment dye more complex items is because the more seam work you have, the tougher the job is for the dye to get in between those seams and what we can actually end up seeing are gaps in the dye or parts of the original color of the garment showing through, which is definitely something we do not want. Well, that is pretty much it guys. That is a wrap on today's Fitbite. By now, you should have a much clear understanding of the life cycle of the textile all the way from the finished textile to the very beginnings of the fiber. If you guys enjoyed this Fitbite, please let us know and consider leaving us a review. It really does help us out to let us know how we did. Thank you again so much for tuning in to this episode of Fitbite. Until next week's episode, stay awesome. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Fitbite. If you did, please consider leaving a review below. It really does help us out. Let us know what episodes you want to see next. And until next time, stay awesome.